think we all admit that we're living in an age of exceptional change, economically, technologically, uh, socially, and of course, environmentally. And faced with this enormous change, a number of New Zealanders have decided to get out there and change their own lives in many different ways, turning away from the practices that got ingrained in us uh, during years of stability and plenty, and instead embracing practices that, for want of a better word, are more sustainable and future-focused. So filmmakers Antoinette Wilson and Jordan Osmond uh, decided to document these people who are making changes in our society. And they've got a movie which is going to be released in March, and it's called Living the Change, Inspiring Stories for a Sustainable Future. And Antoinette uh, joins me now. Hello, Antoinette. Hi, Andrew. And Jordan is on the line as well. Hello, Jordan. G'day. Thanks for having us on. It's a pleasure. I'll start with you, Jordan. Why did you make the film? Well, we made the film um, in order to find solutions. Um, we were reading these, you know, scary um, headlines about the future, you know, climate change, economic um, destruction, um, economic instability, all these, um, all these issues that seem to be cropping up in the world. And we wanted to know what can we do about it? You know, like what what can we do in our own lives? What are some solutions? How do we make change that affects these big issues? And so you went out and found people who had done that, Antoinette. How did you find the people? Uh, well, we started off doing some online research and, um, and I had a few connections because I'd been working in, um, in an organic garden and uh, market garden and um, sort of had met some people along the way. So we did that, but what we found really interesting was that everywhere we went, when we stopped and started talking to local people, they would inevitably say, oh, you have to speak to so-and-so. Yeah. <laughs> and so the, the connections just happened um, organically, as it were, like that. You know, as we as we travelled around, um, we met, you know, amazing people everywhere we went. We met far more people than we could ever have fitted into the film. Of course we did. And, and these are people, uh, Jordan, uh, you talk about the macro stuff, you know, but these are people who say that if at least we can live with ourselves, with how we live, we'll be a lot happier. Yeah, that's right. And, um, you know, how, how we choose to live our lives and um, the choices we make each day do have uh, an effect on the macro, um, the macro issues, hmm. you know, where, where we choose to buy our food, who we choose to support when we, you know, spend our money. These have flow-on effects that, um, that then affect the economy at large and society at large. And there will be some people, Antoinette, will go, oh, yeah, here we go. I don't believe in, uh, you know, um, man, uh, human-induced uh, climate change and uh, these, these crazy lefties with hairy legs who are out there, you know, doing macrame and crocheting and, and growing huge crops of kale. But, it's not, <laughs> but that's not necessarily it, is it? No, and it's certainly not it's certainly not what we found. Um, not that I've got anything against hairy legs and crops of kale, but um, but the people that we talk to in the film come from a really broad spectrum um, of society. One of our favourite interviews is with um, a guy here in the um, Bay of Plenty who left a life of um, working in high finance in Sydney, um, managing millions of dollars of other people's money, and um, just you know reached a point he saw he saw some documentaries himself about peak oil and um, and about climate change. And just um, did a lot of research and, and came to the realisation that what he was hearing um, in, in, uh, in the mainstream wasn't what was what, what, wasn't reflecting reality. And so what he's done is he's come to the Bay of Plenty and um, and bought some land. He you know he acknowledges that he was in a privileged position of being able to do that. Mm. But with that land, he is 
he has planted thousands of trees and developed a three-acre food forest that is just abundant with food. Um, and he, you know, loves having people around and sharing the food and sharing the abundance. Um, and it's that kind of approach that we find really interesting. You know, it's from all walks of life. Um, yeah. Well, look, yeah. I, I haven't seen the whole thing, obviously, but what I have seen so far, what I love about it is the stories, you know, and people just making a change. And you may want to take out of it uh, whatever you may want to take out of it um, in terms of, of uh, global political things, etc. But at the same time, these people are just happy and they're just living in a life that is uh, sustainable. And I, what I want with both of you guys uh, is to just go through some of these stories of people who have made the change. Uh, that guy you were just talking about was he the guy with the dutch accent who talks about um pasture land being a desert antoinette that's um that's a different person that's frank van stensel and um and his partner yosha down in um, the wairarapa and i actually used to work for them so i knew already that they were an incredibly inspiring couple they've lived in new zealand for 25 years now i think and they run a csa which is community supported agriculture so they have a, a five acre market garden um Five acres plus, and they um, grow food for a group of people who pay each month in advance. Mm-hmm. So that enables them as growers to know what they should plant each each season, um, and it means that. Um, well, they're, and they're also educating their customers to know that food that we get in the supermarket, which is all blemish free and um, and perfectly sized and incredibly wasteful, um, the process of getting that food to the supermarket mm-hmm. in order to make it all perfectly blemish free and perfectly sized. Um, it, it, what they're doing is educating their customers to know that food that has you know the odd blemish or is, is differently sized to what you find in the supermarket is still really nutritious. In the case of their food, it's far more nutritious because they're growing in soil that's really healthy. So uh, yeah, we found their story really inspiring because they're not only doing great work, but they're also educating their community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, of course, we all talk about knowing and putting on our supermarket foods, you know, origin of source, you know, mm-hmm. where the food is coming from. Well, if it's coming from, from Frank, who's just down the road and you've actually ordered it and he's grown it and then you've harvested it and then you've eaten it, you're knowing exactly where your food is coming from. Exactly. So, Jordan, uh, I want you to tell me uh, about the couple who decided they didn't want to create any trash, any rubbish for an entire year and how they did it. Yeah, so Matthew and Waveney are the couple that uh, features in the film who, back in 2008, they decided, why don't we try to live this year without producing any rubbish? They just decided to challenge themselves um, to see if they could do it. They um, live in Auckland and um, they don't have any kids, so that makes it a bit easier, but they still found it challenging in the beginning to... um, reduce the waste that they were producing because they were putting out a rubbish bag each week. But by the end of the year, they only had one tiny little plastic bag full of rubbish. And most of that was stuff that blew onto their property, um, just literally <laughs> blew onto the section or like their the radiator hose in their car burst, so they put that in there. Um, but they found that once they took out the big things like um, not putting your food scraps in the landfill, composting them instead, and recycling everything that's recyclable, there's only a tiny portion of landfill that um, you actually can't recycle. So if, if you can get it down to that amount and then just limit the amount of packaging that you bring into your life, it's actually not a huge, um, huge challenge. Mm. 
All right, now I'm talking to Antoinette Wilson and Jordan Osmond. They're filmmakers have uh, done this documentary, which is very entertaining, uh, about people making changes in New Zealand, people who want to live sustainable lives and, and changing everything up and being very happy. It's called Living the Change, Inspiring Stories for a Sustainable Future. Uh, so you've got a release happening, what, I think March the 10th in theatres, but people can also buy this film on, online. Can you tell us, Antoinette, how you can get hold of the film? Sure. So we've got um, the world premiere is happening here in Tauranga uh, on the 1st of March. And then we've got um, screenings in Auckland on the 3rd of March and Wellington on the 5th of March. Um, and then we're going to pop over to Jordan's um, uh, homeland, Australia, and um, do a premiere in Melbourne. And then on the 10th of March, it um, becomes available online for purchase. Now, to and, be, um, now look, excuse me. OK. Uh, and where, do you, where can you get that? Um, livingthechangefilm.com Okay, I've got that link already up on my Facebook page as well, Andrew Dickens News Talk ZMB. To be truly sustainable, obviously you're rowing a rowboat back to Jordan's homeland? <laughs> well, I wish. <laughs> we did think about taking a container ship. We thought that might be, um, <laughs> that might be one level more sustainable. Right. Um, yeah, no, good point. <laughs> and and uh, Jordan, I understand it's very affordable. It's only $6.99. That's right. That's the pre-order price at the moment. It will increase to only $10, but we wanted to make the film as accessible as possible. So you can, when the film's available, you can even rent it for $5. So we wanted to, of course, you know, make a little bit of profit so we can continue um, making films. But we wanted to, it, we, we wanted it to reach as broad an audience as possible. So it's really exciting that about 60 people from all around the world have already expressed interest in hosting their own community screenings. And we're hoping that that, or we're expecting that to continue um, you know, over the following months as the film's released. And, and when you buy the film, can I just say, I'm sorry, I am being very, very cheeky. But when you buy the film, do you get sent a DVD with all that wasteful plastic packaging and, uh, and the DVD, or do you get a download that you can play on your computer or your Chromecast? Yeah, it's a, um, <laughs> it's a digital download. And that was one of the questions when we were thinking about distribution was, do we do DVDs because they are made of plastic? And while you can get um, cardboard packaging for them, um, a lot of the time it's still made in like Taiwan. And, you know, there's all these um, kind of ethical issues that we have with them. So we are sticking to just digital um, and it'll be available on a variety of, of platforms online.